When was the last time you took Tylenol? Bizarre mystery of Tylenol based with cyanide still has not been solved tonight. Investigators say they are searching for, quote, a madman. Scared, really, that something, somebody could have tampered with some of the other products. These poisoned pills are what killed a minimum of seven people in Chicago in 1982. This became the infamous Chicago Tylenol murders. This was a major breach of trust. One written nearly 40 years ago when a deadly crisis gripped America. The first to buy was the first to die. Tylenol changed the crisis landscape. On September 29, 1982, seven people living near the Chicago, Illinois area died within the same week after taking a Tylenol capsule. The first known victim was 12-year-old Mary Kellerman. She woke up feeling ill and was given a Tylenol to help her symptoms. She died at 7 a.m. that morning. Later that same day, 27-year-old Adam Janus, father of two children, was found dead, and his passing was ruled as heart failure. He had taken a Tylenol capsule or earlier in the day. Stanley Janus, Adam's brother, and his wife were grieving and under stress the day of Adam's passing, so they each took a Tylenol from the same bottle as Adam did. They both died within the next few days. Within the same week, the list of victims grew. Mary McFarlane, age 31, felt a headache coming on, took a Tylenol in the bathroom, walked out, and collapsed. Mary Reiner, age 27, had just had a baby and took a Tylenol to help with post-birth pain. Paula Prince, age 35, flew from Las Vegas to O'Hare International Airport, and on her way home, she purchased Tylenol from Walgreens. All seven of these people were dead in the same area, and they all had one thing in common. Each person had taken a Tylenol shortly before their passing. Exactly what is going on right now. They're just assuming that it could be the cyanide laced capsule, also. The phone has been ringing off the hook at Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center in Chicago. It's the regional poison control center for the entire Chicago area. Poison specialist Lane Olaf. Oh, we've been receiving calls uh, about once every 15 seconds. At Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's, we only have three poison lines. At this point in time, it had only been a few days since the seventh victim was announced, but Johnson & Johnson issued a recall on all Tylenol products. Citizens across the nation were terrified of what was in their medicine cabinet, and no one knew how or why this happened. Investigators quickly put the victim's deaths together, but still had no suspect or possible motive. Investigators were scrambling to find the killer, but there were no witnesses or any substantial evidence. People were rushing to turn in their Tylenol bottles to the police to be checked for poison. There were more cyanide-contaminated bottles found in Chicago and some in found in Florida, but fortunately most of them had not been consumed yet. Thanks, Pete and Robin. Extra strength Tylenol capsules laced with a cyanide are linked with five deaths in Chicago, and that number might be changed to six. Some of the bottles from the affected shipment have been found in Florida. Eckert Drug Stores in Clearwater reports that they pulled off them off the shelf within hours of hearing about potentially deadly pills. But a PBS article by Dr. Howard Markle states that before the 1982 crisis, Tylenol controlled more than 35% of the over-the-counter pain reliever market. Only a few weeks after the murders, that number plummeted to less than 
Johnson & Johnson's Tylenol sales plummeted and a collection of poison bottles were found on store shelves before they were consumed. After examination, it was determined that the pills were laced with potassium cyanide. Cyanide is a white powder that is used for making plastic products, cleaning metals, and exterminating pests. An important thing to know about cyanide is that it cannot stay on pills for too long or it melts them. So they had to be put on the pill bottles at most two weeks before the murders. Because the poisoned pill bottles were purchased in more than 12 different stores in Chicago, the case was a jumbled mess of possibilities. During the chaos, Johnson & Johnson received a ransom letter from a man named James Lewis. James wrote a letter claiming to be the killer and asked for $1 million to stop the killings. Even though he was the only suspect at the time, detectives concluded that he could not have been the murderer because James was not ever in Chicago around the time of the murders. Instead, it was discovered that James had wrote the letter to try and frame a past enemy by attaching their bank account information to the letter. The ransom letter was a crime in itself. Therefore, James Lewis spent 13 years in prison for extortion. All of the other suspects from then on in the case investigation were ruled out due to unaligning logistics and lack of evidence. Roger Arnold was another suspect since he bought cyanide and a one-way trip to Thailand, but this is the only evidence authorities have against him. After James Lewis and Roger Arnold were found not guilty, there were no more open-ended leads and the case shortly fell cold. The only thing to go by are theories and here are a few of them. The first theory is that someone or a group of people were mistreated at Johnson & Johnson and decided to lash out. The people who lashed out knew a medical professional that had access and knew about cyanide and would know how to poison the Tylenol. A factor that narrows down theories is that it had to be random because if it was against all these people, how would the killer know that they were going to purchase and take Tylenol at the time that they did? There was no connection between any of the victims besides the Janus family that accidentally took pills from the same bottle. It is highly likely that more deaths occurred, but since cyanide stops oxygen from getting to your cells and pumping blood into your brain, which leads to heart failure, their deaths could have been counted as that instead. Since they were marked as died of natural causes, there is no more evidence that could come out to retest it. Who knows how many victims were unaccounted for. How did this case change how medications are packaged and consumed? A PBS article by Dr. Howard Markle states that in 1983, the U.S. Congress passed what was called the Tylenol Bill, making it a federal offense to tamper with consumer products. In 1989, the FDA established federal guidelines for manufacturers to make all such products tamper-proof. The murder remains unsolved to this day, and there is still no evidence of any specific person or any main suspects. Main suspects in the case were ruled out due to the fact of how recent the pills were laced. These murders remain unsolved to this day. Despite the extremity of this case, no one has received an answer. The killer could still be alive. <laughs>